0: This is Derek. And it's Doug. And welcome to episode thirty of Gaming and Chill. I've completely forgotten what episode we are on. Me too. We it feels like we haven't done it forever, actually. Well, there's kind of a reason for that. Right. Um the week last week we were in Ohio right. for filming. And, and we'll talk short, Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about later. We'll talk that more about that in a little bit. Right. We're actually on episode thirty-six. The- and I don't know where that's coming from. That's uh, coming from SoundCloud. Yes it is. Whoops. <laughs> oh well. Um <laughs> it's last week we're in Ohio. Yeah, last week we're in Ohio filming. Right. So there was no podcast there. Right. And then the week before that we did the Switch podcast. Huh. Which is the one that just played. Or yeah. the Zelda podcast that just played. Huh. Yeah. So we've only missed one week. But we just filled that weekend with so much that it felt like it was... It was actually fulfilling, you mean? Yes, actually, it felt like, you know, being alive. Yeah, uh, you know, all this week I've pretty much just been sitting there like, I could be working on a project. Yeah. I could be doing something. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And you're like, why am I so down? Oh, wait, yeah, that's right. Is this what depression feels like? No, it's darker. <laughs> so, what else have you been up to this week? Work, yeah. surprisingly. Me too, really uh, enough. So, we were gone Friday, Saturday, Sunday, into Monday. Yeah. Since Monday afternoon, I've already put in like 50 plus hours. Dang, son. Yeah. Uh, I was as productive as 31 days in four days. Right? <laughs> so, it's like, <laughs> eh. Um... So yeah, other than that, we, while we were gone in our drive up, we discussed a new uh, podcast format, which we're actually doing this week. Yes. So we're going to be a little bit more focused, less wishy-washy. Yes. A little less chatty, I guess. Although we're still very chatty. But still very focused on what we're talking about and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're introducing a new segment for the podcast called the YouTube Roundup. Because we watch a lot of YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube. I I was going through my history. I had to create a new playlist just for this. Right. I was like, I've watched something I want to talk about. I'm searching through my history, and I'm like, dear God almighty. And then I realized, oh, wait, I'm still only at, you know, Wednesday. (sighs) Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Right. (laughs) Because I end up falling asleep to YouTube, and it has the autoplay. And then I'm at work for eight hours, which I listen to YouTube for eight hours. Yeah. So I'm listening to YouTube probably about 20 hours a day. It's like maybe I should just create another account just so that way it's for my work account, <laughs> right? But no, I set up a, uh, a uh, playlist just so I can go drop it in there. We're mentioning it, yep. or it's an option for mentioning. I actually have three of them that I'm I have, but I'm only mentioning two. Nice. So uh, this week I want to mention the Zelda home automation. All right, what is that? It is from the Sufficiently Advanced YouTube channel. Right. It is this guy who has a home automation program. It's very, like, proof of concept kind of thing. Right. And he does things around the house using the ocarina playing Zelda songs. Nice. Like, the Song of Time opens up his front door. The uh, uh, Soraya song uh, waters the plants. The Song of Storms turns on the... Uh, humidifier the what is it the bolero fire turns up the heat and i think one of them calls his phone right. and then when he's getting ready to leave in the video it shows him playing the song of healing right and it reverts everything and like locks the door turns off the heater turns off the humidifier or stops watering the plant sort of thing nice. so i was like that's actually really cool for a zelda nerd like me i'm like yes do you have all the amiibos yet no i don't i only have the guardian toon link and toon zelda and wolf link and wolf link but i don't count that one because all you do is i was someone all this week i've pretty much been looking at amazon going i need the amiibos (laughs) i'm like no you don't need the amiibos but evil kermit's like yes buy the amiibos Yes, pretty much. Yeah, but that. I've resisted so far. I know that feel. I know that feel. <laughs> You're just like, will my wife divorce me if I buy a hundred dollars worth of amiibos? Well, I only, re- I would only really care about the Zelda ones.
1: You because mean the, the
0: Link ones, huh? The Link ones. Uh, yeah, right. Um, oh, you do want? Uh, think it's Twilight Princess Zelda? Yeah, because it gives you the light bow. Yes, it does. Which has unlimited light arrows. And that is amazing. Yes. But I don't really need the light bow at this point. No. I'm kind of like the, you have the home stretch for the game. I've got. I've ultimately got to make the decision of if I'm gonna collect everything. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later. Later. All right. What was your first video? Uh, the baby driver trailer. Yes. All uh, right. It's it just kind of came out of nowhere. Our my actually our friend James. Sent us the trailer. For I sent you the trailer. Was it you? Yes, I sent <laughs> you okay, the trailer. Okay, you sent us the trailer for Baby Driver. It looks to be a mix between the kind of irreverent, fast... It, it looks like a mixture... Uh, you know how uh, Kingsman... Fast, fast and Furious and Kingsman? Yeah. Okay. How Fast and the Furious... No, how Kingsman kind of turned James Bond on its ear. Yeah. This feels like it's going to turn Fast and Furious on its ear. Okay, I can dig it. Um, I really dig Edgar Wright's directing style. He yeah. did Ant-Man. Yeah. Which of the Phase 2 Marvel films, I really enjoyed. Yeah. And he did um, Scott Pilgrim. Didn't he also do Kingsman? Did he? I feel like he did. Looking it up. Are you? Yes. Okay. Because his... His, ri- his writing style is directing. like, huh? His directing style. His directing style is very much like, I take what you know and turn it on its ear. Tell me if you hated any of these movies. Ant-Man. Nope. Shaun of the Dead. Nope. Scott Pilgrim. Nope. Hot Fuzz. Nope. World's End. Fuzz. Yes, love World's End. Baby Driver. Okay. Uh, the Adventures of Tintin. Eh, didn't see it. And A Fistful of Fingers. <laughs> And Death Proof from the Grindhouse, nice. Uh, Dead Right, Land of the Dead, and Straight Eight. Okay, which is coming out 2004. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of good movies. Yeah, I love like the first six movies. The yeah. rest of them, I was like, I don't think I've watched that one, so I can't vote. Uh, Death Proof with the Grindhouse was really good. was it? Yeah, good. It was had Kurt Russell in it. Ooh, Kurt Russell. Uh, Kurt Russell's big this year. Yes, he is. And but we will talk about that. Later. Later. <laughs> Somehow, we're not doing this on purpose. We're so. not talking about anything now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just silence right now. Yeah. You're, you're hallucinating the podcast. Yes. So, but Baby Driver looks really fun. It looks really interesting. I suggest watching the trailer. Yeah. Because uh, I can't do it justice. No. it's It looks insanely good. Um, my second video is Metal Chrono. I tweeted out to the uh, producer, Richer Rich, Richad EB on Twitter, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna mention it," and I hadn't got to the chance because, like, I think that week we immediately left for Ohio and stuff. Right. But I love me some Chrono. But Chrono it's in, Trigger, Chrono Cross, yes. Chrono Crusade. Yes, all, of it. all. You know, all three of them, even though two of those are in the same group. Yeah. Um, it's actually Corridors of Time. Corridors me- of Time is a good one in Metal. And I love the way he mixes it and stuff. Yeah. And the way he plays it and everything. So I'm like, oh, man, I love it. So uh, go out and look it up. It's Chrono Trigger, Chord Horrors of Time, metal cover by Richad E.B. And I'll put the links in the um, Twitter description as well. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So you had another one. Yes. And I'll agree with this one. Linda well, Simmons I agreed with everything. Beauty and the Beast. Yes. We listened to it on the way back from Ohio, didn't we? Yes one i love lindsey sterling two i love beauty and the beast three i love lindsey sterling's beauty and the beast <laughs> yeah it's a medley of all the songs yeah i we were listening to it and i was like oh this is so good it's um it's it's actually really amazing because it's just violin no vocals just violin and i love me the sound of some violin yeah it's one of those things of like where i, I sit and listen to the violin and go huh and then you go. I, then I'm, you a, go waste, I'm, I'm a waste. I'm a waste of space yeah. for not learning an instrument. You look online, and you're like, Lindsey Sterling's like younger than us. It's like, wow, six six point five billion years of evolution wasted on me. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm the pinnacle of human evolution. <laughs> exactly. As I cram these Cheetos in my mouth, <laughs> not Cheetos that would get dust on the switch controllers. Come on now, right. what are you a savage? I got like, uh, dollar cheeseburgers from McDonald's. Let me tell you, there's nothing quite as addicting as dollar cheeseburgers. I'll take five cheeseburgers for a buck each. <laughs> it's so easy to rationalize eating like six of them because, one, they're a buck. Two, they're so small. It's just like bump, 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 four bites. <laughs> like we came back from Ohio and I had to go to work. I'm like, man, I'm going to stop at McDonald's. Three cheeseburgers, a chicken snack wrap. I was <laughs> <I'm laughs> like, yum, me, me. <laughs> you are the pinnacle of human evolution. Yeah, but then I worked for like 16 hours. True enough. And let me tell you, eating anything at 2 a.m. before the cafeteria closes is never a good idea. Because <laughs> when you get those, that 4 o'clock slump of, ugh, so tired. It's, it's perfect. Eat before I go to work, then at 6 a.m. eat an omelet before I go home. Go to sleep with, you know, belly full of egg nice yeah nice so Th- yeah, yeah back to Lindsay sterling because it it's a good video i yeah. recommend going and seeing it yeah that and the new beauty and beast is out yes i thought about going and seeing it that and logan or lego batman but just didn't get to go just didn't do it uh last time i went to go see a movie was rogue one yeah when we were in ohio yeah Iron- summer ironically it's weird like James is now becoming, like, a more integral part of my life beyond to work. <laughs> right. For those of you that you don't know, uh, I guess we'll talk about this next time we're up there. Because we're doing a dedicated podcast. Uh, we've known James since college. Yeah. It was like 2009, so like eight years. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so that was our YouTube roundup. All the links will be in the description. Yep. So you can go check, out, check that out. Show him some love. Yep. Next, we're going to be moving on to gaming news. Um... The Switch is out. Surprise. No one can buy it yet. Yeah. Even more surprise. But if you still care, and on March 23rd, Mario Run returns to Android, or Uh, comes to Android, I will be playing it. I'll be playing it, but I'm also like, for the sweet, sweet Nintendo (laughs) reward points. But I'm just like, at the same point, I'm like, I don't even care anymore. See, I'm going to play it mainly, one, for the reward points. Two, because I didn't get to play it. Right, my wife played it for a little bit, and I'm like, I I played it, what? Well, it released in December last year when we were in Ohio, um. And I I played it for a little bit, and I'm like, it's cool and everything, but then just that long wait of having to wait for it, I think that I think that might come back to bite them. Here's my thing: mm-hmm. one, it's Nintendo. Yeah, right now between Fire Emblem here, Fire Emblem for the phone, the Switch, and it, Zelda. Everything on the Switch has just been phenomenal so far. Yeah, I'm gonna play this because I'm also the one who p- who's beaten like ten thousand levels in Color Switch. Okay, you have more a little bit more dedication than I do because just like oh mindless fun, just like do 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 tap, tap 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 tap. Okay, I can do. I, I don't really have to sit there and go if I'm if I'm stuck at work and I have a long breadth of time, I will play Fire Emblem and just like move 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 move. Or it's like, I'm sitting there doing nothing. It's like, tap, 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 tap. All right. A firearm I play, like, once a day for, like, five minutes. i right. like, daily dungeons? Nope. Okay. Cool. I got my point. I got my gems for logging. At one point, I had, like, 40 gems saved up. Yeah. But it's like, I don't, other than the arena, I don't have anywhere to spend them to do. Because, like, I earn gems to get better characters, to level them up, to do hard mode, to get more gems. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, what what else is there? So, uh, gaming news after that, the day after Mario Run, mm-hmm. I believe it is Splatoon 2's global test fire. Yes. I already have it downloaded to my Switch. Me too. I'm so excited. Um, but we don't know much beyond that. No. It's just the global test fire. Yeah. I'm going to be playing it and might have a review for it next week. Oh, you should record some of it. Maybe. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. You don't know me. Um, moving on. Smallville's Michael Rosenbaum has a role in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yes. Uh if you don't remember who he was, don't worry. Neither does anybody else. He, he was Lex Luthor. He was Lex Luthor. I looked I was like, I've seen him in other productions. I look at it, nothing super memorable since Smallville. I'm like, oh. That okay. said, well what did Chloe end up doing? Nothing memorable after Smallville. I'm like, oh. What did Tom what Welling do? What a, what about Lana? Nothing after Smallville. I'm like Smallville was a career killer for these people, wasn't it? It was eight seasons. You can still find it on syndication. This is true, and it's on Hulu. So it's one of those. They're young actors; they don't have to. Act I for hear long. Tom Wellings kind of. He's more taking more directors' roles. And so, I don't like Tom Wellings. So. Oh, me too. I. You know what? I actually liked him in the Cheaper by the Dozen movie. Yeah. Um. But no, he's uh, Michael Rosenbaum's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I'm actually really looking forward to this film. Yes. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, when it first came out, like, a couple years ago now? Yeah. I was like, oh, that looks good, but I'm like, uh, eh, you know, it's one of those movies, it's like Avengers that no one knows. Yeah. It's like The Defenders. Um, or Excalibur. You what? Or Excalibur. Yeah. Like that. Help me. Help me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um... <laughs> But it's like, okay, cool. But now I'm like, yes! I kind of am more excited for Guardians of the Galaxy than I am for the Avengers now. I mean, it's the sad thing is, it really changed Chris Pratt's life. I think Parks and Rick did that. No, because, I mean, if you look at his, just even his physical physique. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was well, reading R slash Fitness, and they're talking about chris pratt's workout routine and the article was entitled how chris went chris pratt went from dad bod to being daddy it's like i feel weird clicking this link but i'm super curious (laughs) (laughs) how chris pratt went from chris fat to chris pratt (laughs) exactly it's like and i'm like you see him and you see him and he went away in parks and rec for a little while i'm like what movie was he filming at this point? Was it Guardians? It, I think it was. And then you're just like, for me, I was sitting there eating animal crackers, drinking a cherry coke, and it's like, step one, cut all sugar and soda. Nope, not doing that. <laughs> Cramming a llama in my mouth, washing it down with cherry coke. Think of human evolution. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> Why me? don't I look like Chris Pratt? <laughs> I did a crunch once. I had a crunch. Rap. Rap. (laughs) Yeah. So, I think... And plus, Kurt Russell's gonna be in volume two. Yeah. Like, Kurt Russell... This year is gonna be a strange year for castings of Marvel films. Jeff Goldblum is in the next Thor movie. No. Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) Next, you're telling Nick Cage is joining... It'd be funny if he was. He's like some random intergalactic thief. <laughs> was... I stole the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> he just steals the Infinity Ga- Infinity Stones from Thanos. <laughs> Finds a map on the back and discovers Galactus. It's <laughs> like, well, we know what Avengers three is gonna be about. <laughs> we gotta spread lemon on it. that's the declaration of independence i know bring me the lemon over here (laughs) i I would pay money to almost see that i would think about going and seeing that intergalactic treasure (laughs) intergalactic treasure (laughs) i really really wish we could say we scripted and wrote these jokes but we don't right we just come up with them off the cuff, which makes them funnier, right? Okay, last bit of gaming news. Mass Effect Andromeda may already be in trouble. <gasps> Do tell me why. The animations in the story. The characters look really, really rubbery on some levels. I was watching a uh, video of it, pre uh, pre-release video of it. Right? Some of the characters did not look good. They just looked very, like... They're staring into the depths of your soul, and you're like, I feel really, really uncomfortable Here's right Here's If the story's good, it'll be a good game. Also, from what I hear, the first, like, hour and a half is nothing but an expositional onslaught. And I'm okay with that, because Mass Effect Andromeda takes place at a weird time in the Mass Effect timeline. They launch between the Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3. Yep. And then they arrive after Mass Effect 3. Yeah. So, I mean, it's this very weird... Okay, this is a new starting off point for all the characters. For new players as well. But we kind of have to discuss why we left. True enough. I may pick it up and play it, even though I've not played the other three. Because I kind of feel like I'm not required to. Here's my thing. Because Shepard won't be mentioned... I'm assuming, like, the Reapers won't be mentioned, because the Reapers will have been taken care of. They don't know that. Well, Mass Effect 3 happens afterwards, and aren't the Reapers defeated in 3? No. No, clearly you're an idiot. You've never played the game. So if they launch between 2 and 3, Mm -hmm. 3 ended the conflict with the Reapers. So the Reapers are still very much a threat in 2. Right, but what I'm saying is, is they arrive at the Andromeda Galaxy... After the Reapers are dead. Yeah, but they don't know that. It's a hundred... It's true. literally light years ahead. True enough. It took them what? They said like a hundred... 625 years. 625 years to reach there. True. So let's say... Mass... From the end, start of, end of Mass Effect 2 to the end of Mass Effect 3, we're just going to put it at a year. Okay, you're the one who's played it. Okay. But we're just going to say estimated a year okay because if you count travel time so after a year they still have another 625 years to deliver the message lol reaper's dead true so 626 years later it'll finally reach the andromeda galaxy of hey the reapers are dead and they're gonna be like lol what what are the reapers true are it's literally a generation is what 50 years uh i think a generation is considered like 50 60 yeah all right so if Fifty years. So that's two generations. We're talking about thirty generations. Yeah, thirty generations. Math skills. Thirty generations. How we would still be all right, so it's two thousand it would still be the fourteen hundreds. America would be just now being discovered. True. True enough. <laughs> so we'll see where it goes. I'm I may pick it up. Um, I'm probably not because let's face it, I hadn't turned on my switch no my call? Xbox. Xbox forever and now that i have the switch it's just like if yeah <clears throat> yeah if i could breathe <clears throat> sorry yeah. yeah i'm kind of looking forward to it like on some levels i've not played the other three and i know i should and you can tell me about that on twitter but i'm just like oh okay well you know i'm just it's not been a priority for me so i don't know we'll see where it goes yeah okay uh, I know I'm not gonna play it, but I know our friend Andrew is. Okay, and yep. if he's not, I will literally buy it for Andrew and be like, Andrew, play it and tell me how you like it, because he really kind of sparked my love for Mass Effect because we're roommates. Go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Speaking of roommates, we have an affiliate highlight. Yep. Um, we <laughs> recently were in Ohio, as we might have mentioned once or twice already, at least once or twice, and we helped. We're helping film a movie that recently had a trailer release. Yes. called Atoms of Eden. Yes. Humanity's last freeze settlement is running low on clean water. It's up to Ella Astara, a young, brave, resourceful, and vulnerable forest walker, to find non-contaminated water. A job with a low life expectancy in a nuclear wasteland of deception. The trailer just dropped last... This... Thursday? Friday.
1: Friday. Friday.
0: (laughs) And uh, it was really good. Yep. Uh, we were recently up in Ohio filming it and everything, and I'm really excited. And I gotta be honest, I was I was giddy when I seen the trailer. I'm like, yes. oh, it's I've happening. been I've been constantly showing the trailer off. I really need to figure out how I'm gonna. I need to download it to my phone so that I, way it... I have a I have it on my flash drive. Yep, I'm gonna Just put it on my tablet and be like, tomorrow at work, going. I know you can't watch it at work, but let me show you. <laughs> I know I don't I'm not gonna show I promise I won't show you pictures of my kids. Let me show you this trailer. Exactly. Yeah. Um so it's on up on Vimeo and I will of course have a link to it. Yes. Go check it out. Um I had a friend of mine who watched the trailer and was like, Oh my god, is this the Last of Us trailer? Oh my god, it's happening, it's happening And then he's seen Adams of Eden and he goes, I'm both disappointed that it's not Last of Us. But also I'm excited that I thought this was Last of Us. (laughs) Yes. Um, If you can't, we're going to link dump, obviously, some Twitter links, too. Yeah. Uh, Follow the director and producer. Director is James Losey. Yep. And the producer is Caleb Sapp. Yes, do it. So go follow them on Twitter. um, And tell them we sent you. Yes. And... Yeah, obviously we'll have the link dump in the description. Yeah, for sure. So that was one of our affiliates. Uh, we'll discuss the other one actually at the end of the show because we have a small clip for it. Yes. Um. Next, we have a couple game releases. Instead of just regurgitating game releases, just in a massive informational vomit stream that can't be stopped. Yes. We just decided to pick two. And this week, it was kind of light because right now there's not a whole lot of uh, Switch information. Like, game release information? Yeah, it's coming out slowly. Yeah. So, it's like, when it comes... I check the st- store every day. Yeah, me too. Because, um, like, some of the games were released. I'm like, I didn't even know this was releasing. I don't even know what this is. Yeah. Like, the Neo Geo games? Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of cool. It shows that there's some movement towards a virtual console. Um, but I actually picked the early access March 23rd release called Player Unknown Battleground. I have no idea what that is. It's like a 64-person pc game right and you basically start with nothing and have to battle it up and to basically tech up huh so i'm kind of interested i think i have a synopsis here yeah i do it's a 64 player last man standing shooter where players start with nothing and fight to locate weapons vehicles supplies forge tenuous allies and strive to be the lone survivor on a massive 64 square kilometer island so it's like day y- yeah or rust yeah. or Ark. Or seven days to die. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested to see where that's going. I don't have a high-end PC or anything, so I'll probably be catching video gameplay online. But I was like, that sounds kind of cool. Instead of spawning in with weapons or whatnot, you have to find them and then kind of fight Fight there. It's like if Call of Duty just said, hmm, lol, go for it. Yeah. Kind of like Zelda did. Yeah. Okay, you had a couple of them. Yeah, I had Binding of Rise that came out this week. Yes. It we did. didn't get to talk about it last week, so it can it's already out. Actually, I believe... no, it just came out on Friday. Yes. I've never played Binding of Isaac before. I have. It's difficult. But isn't it fun? Uh it's not like Zelda where I can sit there and just binge it. Mm-hmm. I play like three or four runs then I start getting frustrated. And then just, it, sometimes it strikes me as being really macabre and sometimes I'm like, "Yeah, this is nice." Yeah. And that's, that's... it's like when you fight piles of poop it's just like, yeah, I, I, I played it a long time I ago. One of my friends un- got me into it. I feel uncomfortable. It's really good. Like, there's no linear story. It's just a continual play game. And that and that is what frustrates me. And that I my runs it. mean nothing. Yeah. I, um, sometimes you'll unlock, like with certain characters, you'll unlock new items or other characters to play. But yeah, typically when you die, it's over. Yes. And that that can be frustrating. I get that. And then, of course, Mass Effect Andromeda. I it believe releases on Tuesday, the 21st. Yes. Uh, so I'd say go get Binding of Isaac for your Switch. Yes. It's a fun break between Zelda. <laughs> because, while well, you've been playing Zelda pretty much nonstop. Yes, I have. Which... It is, like, the only game, one of the only games I have. Yep. That and Shovel Knight. Yeah. Um, and Switch 1-2, which I, don't, I haven't played. Have you and your wife played Switch 1-2 together? A little bit. We've been busy. We've been like, so when's the divorce? No. <laughs> No, we just have been busy. Like, I, we came back Monday, and then I had to We work. got work all the time. And then one day it was like I had to go do this. Oh, Tuesday I wasn't feeling great. Right. Wednesday it was like I had a couple things to do. Thursday there was an event. Friday there was an event. Saturday there was an event. Today there's an event. Nice. So it's just been busy. I've, the only reason I've been able to play Zelda is because I'm like, I've had the Switch here at work and I'm on break. And let me make that very clear. I'm on break when I'm playing. Yes. At which point I've been very keen to point out to my boss as I have my chair tipped back, my feet on my desk, and I'm playing the Switch. And I'm like, I'm on break. You ain't paying me for this. <laughs> nice. And it's like, oh, okay. So... Yeah, I have other Zelda information. Um, what you later. gonna talk about? Guess what? Later. later. Actually, it's coming up. It's coming up. Yeah. I'm looking at my uh, docket. It's coming up. Yeah. Um, the Netflix Hulu pick for this week. Yes. Um, besides Iron Fist, which every hour market's talking about, what uh, what do you suggest people watch on Netflix this week? It's not new. Okay. Didn't <laughs> say it had to be new. Yoga hosers. I think I hate you. It's an irreverent. Kevin Smith comedy. I think I really hate you. But here's the thing. Kevin Smith doesn't make Kevin Smith films because he wants to be a serious director like Michael Bay or... James Cameron. James Cameron or... Jimmy Cameron. (laughs) Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright is kind of like the more serious Kevin Smith. He doesn't take himself seriously, but he takes his films seriously. Okay. Kevin Smith is just like, I kind of want to hang out with my friends. I know, I'll make a movie and I'll we'll be in it. Which, on some level, I can I readily identify with. Yeah. I mean, we're doing that right now. It's like, well, we're not in the film, but it's like, hey, let me, let's go up there and do... XYZ. XYZ. I yeah. can't really talk I mean, about even it. Even after, I mean, yeah, I'm really w- wondering what we're going to do after we finish this film. You know? Party. Like it's 1999. I mean. Yeah. But, I mean, are we waiting we another project. Yeah. We desperately need another project. Yeah. Um, You sent me clips for Yoga Hosers, and I'm like, I'll watch it later. Later. Uh, It's really funny. It has uh, his daughter, Harley Quinn Smith, and Johnny Depp's daughter, and Johnny Depp, and uh, who else? Isn't it Sausage Nazis? Sausage. Yeah. Brat brat Nazis. Bratsies. Bratsies. Um, has Tyler Posey from Teen Wolf. Okay. Which, I mean, not a lot of people know, but I love Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf's really awesome. Okay. Uh This new season, they're doing um, Riders of the Storm, the Thanks. Wild Hunt. Okay. Yeah. I, is that on Netflix? Uh, no. Well, some of it's on the MTV app, and some of it's on. I'll Google. go right out and download that. <laughs> hey, it's all right. To be fair, here's how I started watching it. Oh, tell me, please. Um, Monster Hunter Four had recently, released, so I'm playing that. And my fiance is sitting there watching Teen Wolf as a marathon, and occasionally just like play, play, play. Glance up, what? Back, play, play, play. Did they say vampires? I don't know. Did they just say butt? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that moment when you're watching TV and like you don't even know what you're watching. Then Ice T says something, you're just like, wait, what did Ice T just say? <laughs> <laughs> and so like, like I remember watching like Law and Order. Yeah. Like do do do, and Ice T was like something him. something something he was playing pokemon And <laughs> i'm just like wait what did i see just say this is he talking about pokemon but no and so that's how it was the team Wolf. I'm, like, I'm like what nice <laughs> look up they're just like put my game down watch it ah this is stupid open it back up play 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 can't really concentrate. straight what close and i just started watching it <laughs> at a certain point you go all right, this is happening. Yeah, this is going to be my life now. There you go. Uh, my pick is Mystery Science Theater 3000. Always a good pick, yes. uh, especially Gamera. Yes. I love the little boy with the turtle. <laughs> uh, I was looking on Netflix, and I was like, I don't want to talk about Iron Fist terribly much, because like, literally, like I went on IGN looking up news and release dates, and I was like, here's this breakdown of episode 8 of Iron Fist. I'm like, chill, it just came out yesterday. It's alright, it's fine. (laughs) To be fair, we do the same thing with uh, Voltron. No, I totally agree. But I was like, okay, everybody is talking about Iron Fist, so, you know, my Netflix pick won't be Iron Fist, because there are going to be people who aren't into Marvel superheroes or the Defenders. Yeah. So I was like, what would people be into? Ah, yes, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Uh-huh. so there you go. There's our pick. Yep. Okay. Now to the meat. Thirty minutes into the podcast. Now to the meat. Um, <laughs> Zelda spoilers. So many spoilers. Well, is there a lot of spoilers? I, I want to talk about that. Like my wife has asked me, "What's the story of this?" Is it? Here's is Here, it possible to actually spoil this game beyond? Ganon kidnaps Zelda. Link is supposed to save her. He I does. was discussing this on Reddit yesterday. <laughs> so I was on Reddit. Here's why there's story. no story. The story's already been solved. Link had one responsibility. Well, two. Protect Zelda. Save Hyrule from Ganon. He screwed up. Did he, though? He, he failed the mission. If, if you're looking... Alright, we're doing spoilers, right? Yes. If you watch one of the finals, uh, memories, which I did, Link pretty much died defending Zelda, defending Zelda in defense, but Ganon wasn't dead. It was pretty much mid insurrection. Well, is it though? Is is that a failure when you're fighting amongst, it would be like fighting amongst a bunch of your army and then the bad guy goes, Oh, cool. Your army now works for me. It's and now really you, instead of having to defend against the enemy's war army, now you have to defend against the enemy's army, the enemy, and your army. It's like, well, it's not really your fault if you end up failing, because you kind of weren't planning on being surrounded by your own people. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, Link is supposed to defeat Ganon. Yeah. At the end of the day, and he wasn't able to do that. No matter the circumstances, Link is the hero of time. He travels through time. He harnesses the power of wind. He, he gets a talking boat. Link can do the impossible. Including I, sail the oceans, I think have that, a phantom train. I think that this is where it differentiates itself. Is Link isn't God in this one. Link can freeze to death. Link can get heat stroke. Link can burn. It's not... Oh, I, I it, It's not our Lord and Savior Link. May he may his name ever rest on our lips, sort of thing. It's Link is a human. Like Link was chosen. Uh, Link's by a Helion. Helion. Okay, you know what I meant. Link was chosen <laughs> by the Master Sword, but that's it. The Master Sword doesn't guarantee that oh. he's invulnerable. I mean, look at every, look, look at when Link look at Link to the past. He gets the Master Sword. You're still capable of getting killed by an Octorok. Oh, I mean, that's... Who hasn't been killed by an Octorok? That's very true. But here's the re- brother. Brother, while, The story's already complete. Link's already died once. Yeah. And he got put in the Shrine of Resurrection and brought back. Yeah. He's only solving problems that were caused in the past. So, we're playing the epilogue. We're playing after the credits. We are in the middle... Of a Marvel end credit scene. The story's already been solved. Think so? Zelda is Zelda's the one defeating Ganon. Holding Ganon off in the castle. Pretty much, we are in the last five minutes of the film. Where the hero... I mean, because what do you really do? You optionally defeat four guardians. You optionally go get the Master Sword. You yeah. literally can wake up. Go kill Ganon. Finish the game. I have accidentally faced Ganon. It's, you think, trust me. You do not want to do that. But here's the thing: we're in the last five minutes of Link to the Past. We're in the last five minutes of Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I can see it. The story's already been told. Yeah, we're just now in the Hero Redemption arc. Yeah, and that's. I, I was. My wife was like, "Hey, how do you? What? What is the story?" And I'm like, "Well, I mean." There kind of is no groundbreaking story, to be honest. It's not this game is not about a. Uh, an, it's not Lord of the Rings for Zelda. Yeah. It is. It it's already happened. Like I was like, you're saving the you're saving the princess. That's boil it down. That's what Zelda's really always been about. And there's supposed to be some DLC with new story elements. Um, what do you think that's gonna be? I would really love to see a storyline. After Link gets put in the Shrine of Resurrection, Zelda has to go do all these things, lock up the Master Sword, and just pretty much settle all things before heading up to the Ganon. I actually disagree with that. I have an idea for a DLC that would actually really, really, really be good. Do you want to see the rebuild of Hyrule? No. I want to see how Link was chosen by the Master Sword, because... The Master Sword was supposed to be pulled in times of great evil. Right. So, I want to see him pull the Master Sword. I want to see the choosing of the four champions. I want to see this this bond form. I want to actually see them. Like, you already went through, as Link, getting the Guardians on your side again. The new Guardians. The new Guardians. Well, the, the Beasts. Yes. The, the Divine Beasts. I want to see the champions... Taking the divine beasts, you want to see Daruk, Ravali, Mifa, and uh, Nor Norbaru? Yeah, Yeah. I want to see that. I want to see them taking the divine beasts for the first time. So it's like all of these puzzles they're not there, or they're different, or something like what makes that what makes them the champion? Why were they really cool? You play as Link, and you're set to go out to the Gorans. To find their champion, mm-hmm. and then once you find Daruk, Daruk has to face uh Ru- Rudanya uh, Valarnar Rudanya, mm-hmm. the Divine Beast. He has to face alone, so you're playing as Daruk. That would be cool, but I don't want to play. I want to play as Link, but I'd actually really rather play as Zelda because this Zelda is one of the first Zeldas beyond Terra or Tetra and Wind Waker. Who does that stuff. is doing stuff but look at it after she becomes zelda tetra doesn't do anything yeah so i want to see a zelda that is like i need no man i need no one to protect me i need nothing from anyone and she goes out and goes and gets the guardians she goes out and finds link so what if you play as zelda i would be and absolutely thrilled at that during the divine beasts you play as the champions. Yes, using w- their special abilities. I would absolutely be down for that. I would be down for it goes right up until she tells them, go put Link in the resurrection chamber. So that it's like right up till that point. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, like you have to fight to get to the different springs and do the prayers to the goddesses. That way it's, it adds some meaning to it. Not just the memories of like, yeah well, that happened. What weapon would she use? I think she'd use the sword or the, bu- uh, the sword and the bow still. I think you should use a royal sword? Yes. And I think that it would be unbreakable, because of course it would be. Yeah. Um, Because this is not the downfall of Hyrule, it's Hyrule in its upswing. Yeah. Um, and then they just kind of flub their backswing. Pretty much. And, you know, like, her special thing is calling a guardian or something, because it was shown that they could control the guardians at that point. Yeah. But the better question is, how can Ganon take over the guardians? I think... Alright, so the Guardians were ancient Shika technology. Mm-hmm. I think that Shika technology is based on alright, it's ninja. They're they're basically ninjas. They're ninjas. Ninjas have been known to use dark magic. It's a dark style of magic. Not evil. Dark. Dark. Okay. I think Ganon mastered some dark magic. Oh, clearly. He's yeah. a dark he considered a dark wizard. Yeah. Um That was Aghanim. He was considered the, one of the dark wizards in Twilight Princess, though, too. Uh, I would say... Because that's why they banished him as such, and he killed one of the sages as they were locking him into the Twilight Mirror. And that's why when you play him as Smash, he's got, like, dark wizard powers. Yes. So that's why. My theory is... Alright, before we go any further, where do you think this fits in the timeline? I think still think it fits at the end. Right after Twilight Princess? Yeah. Yep. I was... I, it's after Twilight Princess or it re all three timelines. I think it's after Twilight Princess. Okay. And the other timelines are resolved or still waiting for expansion. Okay. <coughs> um, <coughs> I so, have managed to get all the shrines. Right. And the reward, it seems uncool. Like, it's just the tunic of the wild and stuff. Right. Tunic of the wild, cap of the wild, trousers of the wild. Right. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it's kind of awesome. Um, I kid you not, I spent about four hours waiting for the blood moon because that was my last try, uh, shrine. Right. And it was just like, oh my gosh, it made anything worth it. Yeah. I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to get the Quarox seeds. Uh, if you get all 900 Quarox seeds, you get a pile of poop. You get, a, you get a piece of poop anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, do I want to do that? You kind of do. I kind of do but at the same point of like I know it's not going to be worth it. Like it's not like in a piece of armor where I get to wear it and look Here's at it and go I It's did not that. worth it now. Um I also saw something in the DLC, right? It said additional map functionality. Yes. What do you think that means? I think that means we might be able to explore beyond the map or expand on some things. Well, I mean, you, we already have all the pins and stuff we need. We already have tracking. I I think it means a bigger map, not map functionality. So, what would you do after that, then? Because the story DLC doesn't release until December. Right. So, but the map map functionality releases in August. What if we get to explore some Brosier or Labyrinthia? I would be down for that, but they would really have to explain why. Um... Because the goddesses are coming back in raw form. Din and Nehru... Okay. ...are coming to rebuild the world. Because Din, Nehru, and Feor are responsible for creating the world. Hailey is responsible for everything. But Din, Nehru, and Feor were in charge of creating people, in charge of creating the world. The world's pretty much dead. Okay, I can see it. So I can see Din, Nehru, and Feor coming back in raw form... And to unlock their full potential, they are reborn dragons. We're gonna we're gonna call them the dragons reborn into oracles. Right? Okay. I can see it. And to unlock their full potential, they each of them have their own realm. The sacred realm is for Hylia. For the goddess Hylia. Okay, I can see it. Was it Labrinthia was for Nehru? Labrinia was for uh yeah. Sombrosia would be for No Sombrosia was for the Sombrosians. It was um Labrinia and uh Holdrum, Holdrum was for Den. Yep, and then you're gonna you could have the realm of secrets for Feyrorn. Okay, I can see it. Um, so with spoilers, what do you? How do you think this game rates? I still rate it one of my favorite games. Yeah, not just of the Switch, not just of Zelda, of all time. It matches for that too. <laughs> uh, because here's my thing: there was a really cool moment, like day two of owning the game. I'm walking around. I had went to Kakariko. And I'm just like, I'm going to go south. Walk towards south. Oh, hey, here's this lush jungle. Walking around highly uh, a Bridge. Doot, doot, doot. Hey, what's this? There's, like these electric baubles coming from behind me. Turn around. Whoosh, here comes Farouche the dragon. And I'm just like. Yep. You're like, Run. oh. Oh. <laughs> this I the... thought it was going to kill me. Yeah. But it did not. Yeah, no. I've hunted all of them. Have you upgraded all your armor? No, not yet. I still have to get some. Yeah, I think that's gonna be my my thing. Yeah, um. So I would say it's my all time favorite because I've been playing it for three weeks. Not well, two weeks. Not counting last, because didn't really play it last weekend. Right. I would, and it's kept my entertainment. Like there are times where I'm like, oh, I don't want to go do all these shrines, but I'm like, I want to at the same time. Yeah, I'm just gonna go kill some bokoblins because i need bokoblin guts to upgrade my rubber armor yeah yeah um so i would say it's it's one of my favorite games because it maintains my interest yes it's not just like whatever like it's it's not a five hour and done game because like even twilight princess or wind waker i beat wind waker in 48 hours yeah and after that what do you do put it up you put it up yeah this game it's like like, my my wife asked me a question this morning, and then I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to find out. What's your favorite place in the game? My favorite place? Your favorite place. Ooh. And I was like, oh my god, I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and say, go ahead and say it's the feron jungle. I was, like, I, w- I was like, I don't know, because I've been focusing on exploring it, and like, as I'm well, going through it, I'm like, oh, this is cool. But I've never really stopped and thought... Eventide Island, so bump that noise. Yep, I done that one well. It's part of a shrine, so of course I done that one. Yeah, that was a tough one. I kind of I completely forgot one thing. What? Octorok balloons. Octo balloons. Yeah, they help float things. Okay. Go There's on. that one. Pa- have you done the Eventide Island? No. There is a slate that's on top of a one of the pedestals, right? Put an octorok balloon on it. Is that how you do it? That is how you do. It. You've noticed those slates laying around, you're like, "Bombs don't do anything. Heavy weapons don't do anything. How do I move this thing?" Octoguts, octo the octo balloon. The octo balloon like expands and like raises it up, right? There's a couple shrines hidden that way. Hmm. And I'm like, "Oh my god. How See, did I not know that?" For me, I Because st- I partially solved it. I died at the Henox on Eventide Island. Okay. I stasis that slate and hit the crap out of it with a tree branch. I did that for a little while. I managed to solve it without doing the octoballoons. Yeah. But then I was solving other shrines and it's like, it's sealed by this giant rock. Drop an octoballoon on it to raise it up. I looked at the rock and I was like, that looks identical to the one on, oh my god. <laughs> I, I love the puzzle with solving stuff. Yeah. You and I think pretty similarly in most video games. Mm hmm. But we can solve the same problem different ways. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, I solved the puzzle using shields <coughs> to <Right. coughs> counterbalance Link's weight. You can solve it with octo balloons. Which, yeah. now that I know about that, I, feel I don't stupid. know that the weights would work for octo balloons. Not weights, rocker blooms, but to raise one side of the teeter totter. I don't know if that would work. I have never tried that. Um, I can say for those who are struggling with the major tests of strength, right? Get you Get you get in there. Go to a modest or a uh, slate. Go to the first level, then go to the second level, then do the third level. Bring the ancient weapons. Bring the ancient battle axe and whatever. Go in there and just learn to dodge. If you've got the broadsword one where it's like, it twirls it, then spin it, you have a flurry of strikes opportunity every time. Yeah. Um, there was a time when I was getting a flurry of strikes every time it went to swing. It really helps. Right. Also, get you some palm arrows. Learn to aim at the eye. Yeah. Um, and you can, uh, the spinning, you know how it turns into a blender and spins towards you? Yeah. Either block it, and then hit it in the eye with a bomb arrow. Right. Or learn to interrupt that spin with a ice arrow, then attack it with a giant <coughs> uh, a giant weapon. Huh. Because it does double damage because it's iced. Or get shock arrows and shock it. Huh. So just a tip for, the, for those who are struggling with the major, um, once I learned that, and once you start getting major the weapons from them, pick them up and use them so much easier and make sure to wear your barbarian armor yes that armor set is amazing. amazing so um last thing on the bill after we finish that uh switch still contest did you want to talk about that yes the switch can obviously take photos yes you just hit the little button and it goes boop. screen saved the switch has been out for what three weeks now yes we kind of want to see some really cool photos. I can see all of them on Reddit, and, like, half of them are, like, side-on posing from yeah, Zora's Domain. We, I just kind of want to see some of the photos. Is so, this only going to be for Zelda for right now? No. It can be for any of the games. Okay. As long as it's on the Switch. So, if it's your Neo Geo, you know, King of Fighters 93, do it. Next week, if it's, well, it's going to run for a week, and then we'll switch some- to something else. ...to a certain photo set. Okay. Zelda, you can be your favorite sunset. Shovel Knight, really cool I, moment. Actually, I want to see Zelda this week. Okay, Zelda this week? Send us a picture... ...of you... <coughs> ...in your favorite location. Inspired by what your wife asked. Yes, inspired by what my wife asked. Send us your favorite location... ...and you can have your favorite armor on... ...your favorite weapon. <coughs> um, make sure to pose. Um, you can use the control stick... And, I found out, if you hit and hold the um, ZL button, you have four other poses. Huh. So you can hold the, your sword above you. You can like point the bow and arrow at the camera. You can like look down at the ground disappointed. So I would love to see photos in your favorite location. And make sure to tell us where you found it. That way we can go and look at it and go, hey, that's actually really cool. Uh, if you're going to do that uh, for the location, take, take the picture. And then take a picture of your map and send us both those pictures at the same time. So that way we can see where it's at. Yeah. Um, and you can find us at Twitter, gaming underscore in underscore chill, uh, Instagram gaming and chill podcast. You can submit your switch screenshots. What do you want a hashtag for them? Uh, switch still contest. Okay. Um, you can put it on Twitter, you can put it on Instagram, we have a Facebook page, you can find us there. Just look up Badwolf Studio, or uh, Gaming and Chill. Yeah, and just something that we want to see regardless of what week it is, we want to see Switches out in the wild. Yeah. So, you know, if you're on the bus, take a picture playing it on the bus, send it to us, use the hashtag uh, SwitchAnywhere. You know, you're on the bus, you're at work, you have it stashed underneath your desk, and you're sitting there playing by any of like we kind of want to see that.
1: So, yeah.
0: send it to us and use hashtag Switch Anywhere. For the Switch contest, we'll be, uh, for the Switch still contest, we'll be mentioning winners next week. Yes. I'll probably submit my own, but I will be ineligible to win. Yes. And there's not really, like, winning much. Yeah. You just, we'll shout you out on the podcast and yep. whatnot. So, there's our podcast. Uh, let us know what you think of the new format. Uh, trying to keep it a little bit more consistent. We'll be mixing things up. Um... So, that I think that went well. Yeah. Um, last but not least, uh, Doug plays in a D&D game. Yes. Uh, and I'm actually the audio engineer for it. And we have a small clip that we'll be playing at the end of this episode. It's one of the character descriptions for one of the people who play. Um, I do want to say that the, while the descriptions are uh, PG, PG-13 at worst, the actual podcast, when it comes out, it... Will be a R what would, would be considered an R rating. So if you're into mature humor and things like that, you'll you can be able to check them out. Well, we're the Avengers, that are Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can get that. Um, so if that's your bag, then we'll also have a link to it. Just wanted to let you know that hey, it is it is mature. Not. It is mature in the we're immature way. Yes. Um, so without further ado, here's the clip. And have a wonderful day. Have a good one. My name is Derek Van Dyke, uh, and my character's name is Bassingborn Throckmorton. He is a half-orc barbarian, uh, born to a young noble lady, the heiress to the Throckmorton family from the city of Golden Warren in the south. She consorted with a passing orc, which obviously not exactly well accepted amongst human families. Um, So Bassingborn was raised only for a very short time uh, in this noble household before he was effectively thrown out in the wilds uh, to fend for himself. So Bassingborn has been surviving basically as a wild man. in the wild since he was a toddler, uh, hunting on his own and killing for food, um, and occasionally trading with um, humans and dwarves.